Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk Tech 5G, a podcast series from AT&T for the public sector. I'm Christopher Parente, industry consultant and former marketing director at CTIA, and I'd like to welcome Mazin Gilbert, Vice President, Advanced Technology and Systems, AT&T Labs. Mazin leads AT&T's research and advanced development of network and access transformations. He oversees all advancements in artificial intelligence, software-defined networking and access, digital transformation, cloud technologies, open source software platforms, and big data. Mazin, thanks for joining us. My uh, pleasure. You head up AT&T Labs, which was formerly known as Bell Labs, mm -hmm. and they have a decades-long history of uh, yep. cooperation and support of the government, correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, really, um, it's, it's on an honor to sort of um, uh, lead such an amazing organization. Um, I, uh, I joined AT&T Bell Labs 27 years ago. I moved around a bit, but that was my home, and it's always been my home. So it's uh, a lot of work that we do that really have an impact on the uh, public sector um, because what we do, it's all about communication. It's about the network. It's the backbone of how all communication takes place. You mentioned something folks might not be as aware of are the, the AT&T foundries and how those are helping mm -hmm. not only finding the right answers, which you made a point of, we don't always have the answers, but yeah. we don't even have all the questions. That's right. You want to go into that a bit? So um, we created the foundries sort of several years ago, um, and it's, it's all part of the AT&T Labs umbrella. Traditionally, the AT&T research side of AT&T has focused on more of the core disruptive technologies, uh, virtualization, you know, driving software in the network, the 5G, how do you design and, and, and uh, scale that. The Foundries is very complementary. It's all part of AT&T Labs. And the Foundries is there to test out new concepts, new concepts to do with telemedicine, new concepts to do with education, new concepts basically to do with ideas that our partners may have, and we have the, the, the vehicle, the infrastructure, we have the 5G, we have the edge, we have all the AI capabilities. Think of it as a, um, we all get together like kids in a, in a candy store. We have all these Legos and we try what if concept. What if concepts, uh, imagine education five years from now. How would multiple people work together when they're physically not in the same space using let's say virtual reality? How would remote surgery work, okay? Um, how would we process data from telemedicine in a way that I can give you on the fly, you know, response even while the surgeon is doing the operation live? What he or she does changes in real time based on a lot of artificial intelligence, a lot of data that we are acquiring uh, around the world as the operation is taking place. This is you just can't do before. Now we're testing these concepts out mm -hmm. in the foundry. You know, you touched on that process. You mentioned that the construction of 5G is radically different than the first 4Gs. Yes. Can you uh, elaborate on that? Yeah, so it's um, um, and clearly, absolutely. And, and clearly we've talked about 5G is, is faster. 5G we will be talking about you know, at the low ends, 400 megabits per second to four gig 
okay, mm-hmm. bits per second. I mean, that's a, you have the speed, you have the, um, uh, you have the latency, the very low latency. This is all great stuff, okay? We talked about network slicing, a lot of these ideas and features coming in. But the way we're doing it, it's not just the what. The what is phenomenal. How we're doing it is unique, okay? Number one is that we're doing it not as a separate island. We are spearheading the standards. We are a key part of the 3GPP standard um, that is driving the release, you know, that, that led to the standardization of 5G. Um, we're also decided that it's not just the standards and the specifications that needs to be standardized. We need to go beyond just here are the requirements and the specification. Vendor, give us the box. Mm-hmm. And we would go and put the box up. No. We, we wanted to you know, lower the barrier to entry, open innovation, not only just to us, but to all partners and vendors that we deal with. And whoever wants to work with us, we talked about the foundry and the labs earlier. Mm-hmm. So we have taken this to open source. And so that when you come to open source, you'll find first, AT&T is a leading contributor of software. People never thought that we are a software company. We absolutely are, okay? We, uh, just in the past two years, we contributed 10 million lines of code to open source. Just to give you an idea, we are the number one operator worldwide to contribute software to open source. And open source meaning it's open for others to use. And we collaborate with them. It's really, um, it takes multiple people to tango and we're learning a lot and they're learning a lot from us. And, and that collaborative open innovation is, is phenomenal and very unique and different about 5G. Uh, can you talk about the intersection of edge computing and 5G? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about 5G without really relating that to the edge. And the reason it's important because ultimately it's about the experience. And the experience require both the communication network to be fast and all the compute and the storage and the security and everything need to be available and it needs to have extremely low latency. That's why the edge is important, pushing the intelligence closer to where the customer is, where the hospital is, where the library is, where the, you know, the school is, etc. And putting that together really turn our network into a real-time network. And what that means is, is any function you decide to do today, and a lot of people do functions inside their home or inside a device, they want the speed, they want everything in the device. That's why some of these devices are very expensive because there's a lot of CPU, compute power, storage, everything is on this device. What we're doing in this radical transformation of 5G and Edge is moving that intelligence from the device to the edge. That edge could be a customer edge. This, these could be white boxes sitting in a hospital, sitting in a factory, okay? Or um, uh, these are in a battleground, okay? Or uh, these, these white boxes could be sitting in our network edge, and, or they could be sitting in our core, or they could be sitting in a third-party cloud. All of these are different points of an edge and they have different intelligence, and you trade off um, you know, bandwidth, you trade off speed, latency, et cetera, of, of between those. And those two coming together really allows us to do 
applications that we could have never done before. I keep talking about, you know, uh, we're transforming with, with, with 5G and Edge your, your few cents, few dollar uh, appliances today. This is a very radical way of, of how we start thinking about these, these Internet of Things and, and, and how those will be transformed with 5G and Edge. The edge has the intelligence. The device can actually be dumb in a sense. That is absolutely correct. And um, the device, really, all it needs is a way for you to uh, maybe interact with it. Um, uh, it could be through voice. Uh, voice capability is becoming so sophisticated that one day we don't need a keyboard. I mean, I use voice quite a bit, even on my own smart device today. You need a way to listen, and you need the connectivity. I mean, really, beside that, my device could be that large monitor in front of me because it knows I'm here. So I am able to see what I want to see in front of a big monitor. It's very context aware of where I am. And the visual part happens through many different forums. But the basics of what I need is, is really very simple. In fact, at AT&T, we prototyped a, a simple um, uh, concept called Whisper. And the idea of Whisper with 5G and Edge coming together was can you one day um, be walking around with a little whisper in your ear, which could be, by the way, a, wow. a, a jewelry or whatever you would like to wear. And the idea that all it does, it has the ability for you to speak, listen, and adjust all the intelligence at the edge. This is your virtual assist. And this virtual assist is connected with your family virtual assists. Okay. And, and really your entire, this is the person who's looking after you all day long, okay? From the point you get up to the point you sleep, this is the person who's going to tell you that, um, you know, your heartbeat is a little abnormal. You've checked the records and you really need to go and see your doctor. Uh, this is the, the one that's going to tell you that your partner is in Home Depot right now you're interested in buying a hammer or whatever, you, may, you want me to tell her. You want me to tell her virtual assist. So now you have all these virtual assists talking to other virtual assists through a basically a whisper device. Uh, really, when you put the 5G and edge, the sky is the limit. It's amazing. It's amazing. The use case that really struck me was uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. Yes. And how that was, to my understanding, cracked by video surveillance how different would it be in a 5G environment? So um, uh, I'm going to think of it as three generations of networks here. Uh, the generation we are in today is a generation where you can put these video cameras, they capture data. Um, this data gets to be processed in some core storage area. They collect a lot of this data. There's a lot of manual involvement. There's a lot of maybe into artificial intelligence processing. And at the end of the day, it could be hours, it could be days, it could be weeks before we figure out this is what happened. We detected the person that caused you know, uh, the event or, or whatever, basically. It's, it's, it takes hours, weeks, it could be months in some cases. With 5G and Edge, we are turning it to this next generation. And that next generation is that the network is real time. It happened now, we can tell now what happened, okay? So because all the visual technologies is doing their is detection and, 
and, and doing background checks and everything in real time. In real time. So it should take us seconds, okay, with all the technologies coming together to be able to, to know what happened, why it happened, who. Not hours, not days, not weeks. Real time. And where we're going as 5G become much more mainstream, um, as 5G and Edge come together with software-defined network and data and artificial intelligence, this perfect storm all coming together with a little more maturity, okay? Now we're turning the network from real-time to predictive network, okay? Now what you want to know is not who and what happened right now. You want to know, could I have avoided it? Could have the network predicted that something wrong is going to happen? Where, in what location, at what point in time? And I could have taken an action. And it may be seconds prediction, but those seconds, milliseconds, could have saved people's lives. Why is AT&T taking such a leadership position for 5G? We are a 143-year-old company. We invented the telephone, and we enabled communication globally and in the United States. We're known to be the most sophisticated, technologically advanced operator worldwide. We take the lead, others follow. That was the case for software-defined network. We started this effort. 70% um, of the global operators joined. We're doing the same thing with 5G. We're doing the same thing with AI. We're doing the same thing with Edge. And we first have an obligation to the public sector to continue that technologic, technological leadership and really position the United States ahead of everybody else in the world. That's number one. It's an obligation we have as a company. Number two, we have really very smart people in the company. And it's really a tradition that we've had. Um, we've attracted always the brightest and the smartest. And those people really help us to address challenges that could never be done otherwise. We talk about 5G, we talk about speed, we talk about latency. It's not sort of written in the books that you can just go and replicate it and go and try it. It's a, we're writing the books. We write books on this. Uh, we have open source so others can learn from us. We're not trying to be a separate island. AT&T is very uniquely positioned to pull the technologies together work with the government sectors, uh, work with the public sectors, and really drive the art of the possible. If you want to do something that is un you're unsure about today, you start with AT&T. Mazen, thank you for your time today to talk about the power of 5G and edge computing. If our audience wants to learn more about 5G in the public sector, visit the bit.ly link. That's bit.ly slash att5gsummit.